Hi friends, how are you guys doing today? Today I'm going to be speaking about um, the things that we're actually fighting against. It looks as though you are struggling with an addiction. It looks as though you can't fall pregnant. It looks as though you're not getting married. It looks as though you can't get a job. It looks as though it's all these things that are happening in the natural realm. However, the things that you're actually fighting against are not those things. It's actually spiritual strongholds and spiritual principalities that are blocking blessings and things that you have actually asked God for. So today's sermon is titled, Not Flesh, Not Blood, because the Bible tells us that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and against the rulers of heavenly realms. So in today's message, I really felt the Lord just call me to highlight that it might look as though you're praying for your finances to be loosed. It might look as though you're praying for you to get a job. It might look as though you're praying for you to fall pregnant again. If you maybe, um, if your if your womb has been barren, um, it it might look as though you're praying for that. It might look as though you're praying for um for a promotion. It might look as though you're praying for a brand new job. It might look as though you're praying for funding for anything that you're working on. But I heard God say that you're not actually praying for those things per se, but really um, you're praying for the removal of strongholds, of principalities that are keeping those blessings from actually happening. So pretty much the Bible says that we don't fight against flesh and blood, right? This means that our battle is not against the fact that I actually cannot get funding for my business. It's not about the fact that um, 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 I, I, I cannot fall pregnant. It's not about that. The battle that we're fighting against is actually that there might be a spiritual hindrance blocking my finances. There might be a spiritual hindrance blocking my womb. Um, and as such, um, in order for my prayers to be effective, I actually have to, 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 to aim my prayers at the spiritual strongholds that are attacking my life, I need to focus on removing those current principalities that are really gatekeeping my blessings in order for my blessings to actually be set free. I'm gonna be just unraveling that whole thing. I think it's a lot to it's a lot to process, you know, like from what I just said, it's so much to just take in. But throughout this video, I'm going to just be breaking it down from the beginning until the end. This is going to be a series. In the next series, I'm going to build on what I've already said in 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 this in this series today. So um just so that you know. Instagram only limits me to 15 minutes per IGTV post. So the the actual full length of this video will not be available on Instagram. Um, this is just a summary just so that you have an understanding of what I'm speaking about. But I would advise you to actually have a look at my YouTube channel or even listen um, on my podcast, um, Shekinah Culture on all podcast platforms. Um, Shekinah Culture on my YouTube channel. You will find the longer version of this video which kind of will flesh this out for you in more detail which will actually help you um, not only understand better but help you break through better. So um, pretty much I think about a month ago it was I, I was just sleeping I was just having um, a good old time in my sleep and um, I remember a dream that I had and 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 in this dream, I, I couldn't really put faces to the people, but there was there was a generation, a whole a lot of people who were really 
um, very exhausted, very tired, very hurt, very hopeless. Um, and 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 these people had been praying to God. They had been asking um, 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 God to, to to kind of just grant them healing, to grant them their blessings, to God to, to open up doors for them, you know. And and at that point, when um, when when this dream was revealed to me, I really saw a nation of people that was just tired tired of the whole thing like listen i've been i've really been in this christian thing for so long um i get that there's seasons and i've been waiting patiently for my season to come however it seems as though it's everyone else's season except for me what's up with that i've been praying i've been fasting i've been doing everything i can do but it seems as though this healing i am praying and fasting for this financial breakthrough that i'm fasting for um this baby that i've been praying that you bless me with lord this husband this wife that i've been out here asking you to bless me with lord why is it just not happening um you know the truth of that is um is very layered the truth of that is very layered um on one end of the spectrum um the bible tells us in ecclesiastes that there are seasons for everything in our lives seasons for good things and there are seasons for not so good things right so we understand that our lives actually rotate around an axis of seasons and that god pretty much influences this axis of seasons except although god influences this axis of seasons Remember, the Bible says that the devil comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, right? So although God has set out different kinds of seasons for you to say, this is the season for you and your business to grow. This is the season for you to get married. This is the season for you to get funding. This is the season for you to get a job. This is the season for you to, to have a baby, whatever you've been praying to God for. This is the season for you to build your brand new beautiful house. This is the season for this to happen, right? You very well could be in the season that God has actually ordained for you, but still be blocked from receiving the blessings that he has ordained for this season in your life. How is that so? The Bible tells us that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The Bible actually says his sole purpose is to actually come and steal, kill, and destroy. So now, it just got me wondering, okay, so if, 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 Satan's, um, if Satan's reach if Satan's capacity is limited to him stealing, killing, and destroying, what is he stealing? What is he killing? What is he destroying? And when I came to the revelation of this, I was really very blown away because it made me realize that the church has been playing too nice. It made me realize that we've been too comfortable in, um, in, in not actually growing in scripture and not actually following the laws of God to the point that we have been living in spiritual ignorance even in the church. That's very scary. Um, but pretty much what I discovered is that even though it might be a good season and a season where God has declared blessings upon your life, the enemy comes to steal them in that very good season. He comes to kill them in that very good season. He comes to destroy them in that very good season. So you've been praying, you've been fasting, you've been doing everything. And God says, homegirl, homeboy, I've released it already. It's already in the in the, in the the spiritual realm. This is the season for you to actually receive it. So Lord, why am I not receiving it? Because the devil is trying to steal it. The devil is trying to kill it. The devil is trying to destroy it. How? 
how does this happen because i don't see no devil out here roaming around in my life taking my blessings first of all i'm trying to find those blessings so i'm like where are you getting them from before i'm even able to get a hold of them i am searching for them myself so how devil is it that you're able to steal to kill and destroy my blessings so i bumped into this really amazing um guy his name i don't know i don't know if i should call him a preacher or what but he refers to himself as minister kevin ewing okay please do yourself that favor of just checking out his all of his youtube videos they are absolutely amazing um if you are looking for breakthrough in your life if you're looking for advancement in your life if you're looking for your prayers to really be answered he pretty much tells you why you have not had breakthrough um, he, 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 and the thing is, he uses biblical scriptures. He doesn't just say it off of his mouth, you know, which I find so amazing. He backs everything up that he says with the word of God. It's not just his thoughts, and he's tried and tested it. So, I was just watching a lot of Kevin, um, you and stuff, and, um, I really, I, like, how I got to that was just so strange in the first place. I really feel as though God, um, literally ordered my steps to get to that place, because I didn't even know him. I just literally bumped into him randomly. But um, once I did get to actually sit down and, and indulge in his teachings, um, a world of revelation came upon me. So much, so much knowledge. So many, so many things that were always in plain sight that I just did not know. So I want to get into that in this video. So essentially, in this video, I'm just going to be focusing on the fact that the things that we're fighting against are not flesh, they are not blood, right? Okay, so in Ephesians 6, chapter 12, the Bible reads as follows. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Can you just keep that heavenly realm in the, I don't know, just, 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 just keep it close by in your mind, okay? So the Bible says that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we actually fight against rulers against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil, where? In the heavenly realms. Okay, cool. Prior, right? I mean, this is not the first time I had I, I had heard that, that Bible verse, and I had an understanding of it. I had an understanding that there actually, there's a, there's a whole spiritual world um, occurring, there's spiritual warfare. I really had an understanding of that until I realized um, that spiritual warfare is very personal when it comes to me. It's very personal when it comes to you. It's very strategic when it comes to you. However, we just do not um, acquaint ourselves with the knowledge of how to beat these principalities in the spiritual realm, which then manifest as um, a setback in the natural realm, right? So, so I was just thinking, who are these rulers? Who are these authorities? Who are these powers? Who are these spiritual forces in the heavenly realm? Because I don't see no spiritual forces roaming around my life. I don't see them. Where is the heavenly realm anyway? What are these things doing and why are they roaming around? And why am I involved in this some way, somehow? These are all questions that I actually had to be intentional about asking. And once I found the answers to that, it really just revealed a lot of, a lot of um, spiritual ignorance, um, really. Okay, cool. So, um, in Isaiah 58, verse 6, so, so, so the children of Israel were pretty much fasting, right? They were fasting for something, and, and they kind of got like a little bit irritated, like, Lord, we have been out here fasting. 
we have been out here, you know, doing everything we're supposed to do. Like, we've been fasting, we've been praying, but you just are not hearing us, you know? And God was like, well, the reason why I'm actually not responding to you is because um, your, hearts are very, um, your hearts are very removed from me right now, right? But um, that's not the focus of, of, of what I want to focus on. Granted, the, the, um, the, the children of Israel, their prayers were not being heard or answered because God said, um, even though you are fasting, even though you are doing all these things, there's still so much evil inside your heart. There's people you haven't forgiven. There's people about swearing There's people that you have literally cursed in your in your in your heart. There's people that you have um, that you that you speak badly about. You abuse people. You oppress people. You know, there's so many things that you do to other people. Um, 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 you ignore the poor. You ignore the hungry. Um, you 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 have no compassion for other people yet you want me to have compassion on you and um and and god said just be careful of of being religious when it comes to to your prayers be careful of asking god to to just give you things meanwhile you and your life are just not positioned to actually um to actually be that same blessing for someone else you are not positioned to receive that which you are asking god to bless you with because there's so much iniquity inside of your heart you do have you have to let those things go because when you let those things go um the bible says that um god forgives us when on the condition that we forgive other people literally in the our father prayer the, um, the our father prayer says forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us so 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 you see it's saying as we forgive those who trespass against us you forgive us too so um in order for us to 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 filter away congestion between us and our relationship with the lord we have to um, we have to forgive other people. We have to let go of those iniquities that are binding us in our hearts and causing us to curse other people in our hearts. That's not the focus that I wanted to focus on though. In Isaiah 58 verse 6, God says, Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. So now I was thinking, okay, cool. What are all these yokes that God is talking about? What are all of these cords of oppression? I don't see cords of oppression as I walk and do about, like go about my daily business. I don't see cords of oppression on my friends, on my family. I don't see any cords binding anyone I know, including myself. So when God says, when God speaks, about um, loosening the chains of injustice. I'm not walking with chains of injustice around me. Um, when, he, when he speaks about untying the cords of the yokes, a yoke is like a brace. It's like something that actually keeps something bound. Um, when, when, when God speaks about to set the oppressed free and break every yoke, what is God speaking about? I have never seen anyone walking around with a cord around them. You see, that Bible verse is really speaking as something that God can see in the spiritual realm. So we might not be out here walking with any cords, but there's some cords attached and binding us in ways that we're not actually aware we're being bound. 
um, there's things attached to us that are keeping us from progressing, keeping us from moving forward, and sometimes, most times, if anything, hinder the blessings that we have been asking God for. What are these cords? You know, what are these cords? What are these rulers? These principalities? These these strong forces? Where are they? Why does no one ever ask questions about that? Where are these things? I'm trying to know. Um. Um. What I really found striking is that um, when God said, right, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, that um, that there are rulers, that there are principalities, that there are spiritual forces in the heavenly realm, right? I found it, I found it, I found it very, very strange that he said that these things exist in the heavenly realm. Okay, cool. So they exist in the heavenly realm, sharp. So... What I found strange is what Ephesians 1.3 said. Ephesians 1.3 said, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Sometimes we read too fast and, and, and we don't let that process. This Bible verse says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, past tense, in the heavenly realms with every, not some, with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So there's a lot happening here. This Bible verse firstly tells me that God has released every single spiritual blessing, every single blessing pertaining to Ayanda has been released and it's sitting in a, in a heavenly realm. It's sitting in the heavenly realm. So it's not like God is, is out here um, giving me my, my prayer requests as I pray. It's actually that these prayers and these blessings were just in the heavenly realm. However, it was just not the season for me to actually access those, 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 those blessings. But God has actually declared them to be in the earth already, right? Where? Where exactly? In the heavenly realm. God has actually declared them to be in the heavenly realm already. Where is that? The heavenly realm, right? Now, this reminded me of what God said to Jeremiah, right? The prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1.5. God said, before I knew you, it's going to get that scripture, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah. Now, in Jeremiah, God says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I anointed you as a prophet to the nations. Okay. Okay. So before I was even in my mother's womb. So before I was even on the physical earth, when I was still in a heavenly realm, right? When I was still in the heavenly realm, you already knew me. And and, and, and in that realm, you, you already said that I was going to be a prophet of the nations. So that means that every single tool, every single thing that I need on this earth for me to be a prophet of the nations, you released before time because you knew me before time. So by the time I came into the earth, it wasn't a matter of me praying, oh, Father God, please help me to be this prophet. Please help me to, to bear a child. Please help me to get married. Please help me to get a job. Please help me to, um, to, to get funding. Please help me to break free out of, out of whatever bondage that I, am, that, that I am currently bonded in. You know, you're saying that you gave me these things before I was born. 
what is the holdup? Where is it at? What's going on? In the book of Joshua, the Bible also speaks to something along the lines of God having declared something in the spiritual realm, which is already complete, right? So in the book of Joshua, chapter 10, verse 8, Joshua um, was pretty much um, tasked by God to, to fulfill a purpose um, by, 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 by pretty much defeating the enemies of the children of Israel or the opponents of the children of Israel by breaking down the Jericho wall and actually taking the land. Joshua was very reluctant, you know, he was like, oh my gosh, I am not sure, these people look scary. I know that you said I must go into battle with these people, but I'm scared. These people are stronger than I am, these people are bigger than I am. They're, they're bigger than us in general. How on earth are we going to do that which you're saying we must do, Lord? This is what God says to Joshua. The Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. I get really um, excited when I see God speaking to someone in present time, in present tense, but he's speaking about something that's already happened. Listen again. The word says, the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. So the Bible is not saying, do not be afraid, I'm still going to deliver them into your hand. The Bible is not saying, do not be afraid, tomorrow at five o'clock, you will gain victory over them. The Bible is saying, I have given them into your hand, past tense. Where did this happen? Because as it stands, Joshua is speaking to God. Joshua is speaking to the Lord. So it's like, you say you have done it, but where has this happened? in the spiritual realm. So really, what I want you to gain from all of this is that um, the spiritual realm is more advanced than our, um, than, the, than the natural realm. The spiritual realm is the parent of the natural realm. That means that things have been declared, things have been completed in the spiritual realm and, and all that's remaining is for their manifestation in the earthly realm but now that's exactly where the devil comes in because remember um ephesians 6 um 12 says that we do not fight against flesh and blood but against the rulers against authorities against spiritual forces where in the heavenly realm but look at this the bible also says in ephesians 1 3 god has blessed us with spiritual blessings in heavenly places so our spiritual blessings are sitting in the heavenly places where these spiritual forces are, 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 are sitting as well. So our blessings are sitting in the midst, in the midst of spiritual strongholds. What are these spiritual strongholds? You know, the Bible uses so many different metaphors for them. For example, um, in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 14, a very, a very, a very powerful and a very common um, um, Bible verse the weapons that are formed against us shall not prosper, right? Um, for the weapons that are formed against me shall not prosper. What are these weapons? Why can I not see them? It's because they're spiritual strongholds. In, in the book of Joel, right? Joel chapter 2 verse 25, um, the Bible reads, So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, the chewing locust, right? 
my great army which I sent among you. So God is saying um, um, he will restore the years that all of these different types of locusts have eaten. Have you seen any, any locusts out here busy eating your blessings? Have you seen locusts out here roaming around your, your house eating your blessings, eating your finances, eating your, your chances of having a child, eating your funds, or, or, or eating opportunities from you? Have you seen any locusts doing that? No. So what locusts are... Um, are these that God is speaking about? He is speaking about spiritual locusts. He's speaking about spiritual principalities and forces that are eating at your blessings, which are already released in the heavenly realm. They are already there, but the enemy, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And all of these things, the swarming locusts, the principalities, the strongholds, the, the, the weapons formed against you, the spiritual forces. These are all metaphors just to describe spiritual forces and spiritual entities that are fighting against you. Devils in the spiritual realm that are fighting against you. For what? The Bible says the sole purpose of the enemy is to come to steal, to kill, and destroy. They are fighting you because your blessings are already released in the in the spiritual realm they are coming to steal them to kill every single chance of you reaching them and to destroy them um they 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 they, they just don't want you to to get hold of them i think the thing that i find a little bit disturbing is that um the thing that i find a little bit disturbing is that i feel as though us as the church we've been too complacent you know and we've, we've become too religious um we we get into all these routines of just chanting things. Um, no, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, okay? Um, yeah, no, no, no. In God's timing, everything will happen, okay? I mean, these things are all true. The Bible says that they're true, but at the same time, we're very ignorant to opposition. We are ignorant to the fact that in as much as God says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, um, the, the, by the same Bible also says that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. That means that there's a spiritual war that we're often in, when, and we as Christians, because we don't know the laws of God, because we don't practice the laws of God, and because um, we just don't know what's happening in the spiritual realm, our ignorance causes us to lose our blessings. Out here waiting for seasons on seasons on seasons on seasons for you to receive your blessing, literally watching everybody get their blessing except for you because your time will come. Oh no, I must just plant a seed in this, in this, in this church. Oh no, I must just do this. Oh no, I must just do that. Granted, do all those things, but then surely there has to be produce, right? Surely there has to be some change in your life. Why is there not change? Because there are spiritual entities that you do not know how to fight that have kept your blessings a ransom, that have kept your blessings, that have become the gatekeepers of your blessings. So you just out here saying, Lord Father, please can you just help me pay my rent for this month? Can you just help me pay my installment for my car? Can you just help me, um, whatever, whatever you're asking God for, can you just help me find a job? All of these material things that you're asking God for, but you're not actually realizing that there's strongholds in the heavenly realms sitting as gatekeepers to the things that God has already released to you. He gave it to you. So now God is saying, oh my gosh, look at, look at, look, look at my children. In Hosea 4, 6, he literally says, my children perish 
because they have no knowledge. We perish because we do not know, because we don't actually get acquainted with the word. We, don't, we, we actually don't feed our spirits the word of God. We don't walk in alignment with the laws of God. We just don't know. So therefore, we're out here fighting against the physical things, out here asking, Father God, can you just help me get my installment for my car just for this month? Instead of asking or praying for your installment, speak at the devil behind you not actually being able to pay your installment on time every month. There might be a spirit of poverty laid on you, shackling you. There might be a spirit of delay, of stagnancy, of hindrance, of backwardness, of anti-progress. There might be so many different spirits that are keeping you from advancing in your life, but because you keep speaking at the thing and not the actual principality, you're not realizing that you're not breaking, you're not, you're not pulling down the actual stronghold. All you're doing is declaring something that you want God to do, but you're declaring it. And when God does it, it's all, not even when he does it, because he's already done it. It gets evaporated and sucked up by all of these demons, essentially these devils in the heavenly realm, which have kept your blessings ransom. We need to actually be very strategic about how we pray. We need to be strategic about how we warfare. We need to be strategic about our approach to understanding the spiritual realm because there is a, a realm that is actually occurring concurrent with our realm we're just so oblivious to it we, we 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 literally live in this world every single second of every single day where our blessings are being stolen taken whatever and jake party but we're still saying no weapon formed against me shall prosper boo they've been prospering they're being prospering because you're not following the laws of God, because you are not, um, you're not fighting the actual devil. You, you, you're not fighting the devil. You're not fighting the devils. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine powers to demolish strongholds. So that means that your prayer, your prayer is a weapon. Those prayers are not directed at physical things. They're directed at spiritual things. The Bible says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. They are weapons of the spiritual realm. So if we're fighting with spiritual tools, it means that we're not fighting against the things that we actually see. So we need to actually start speaking at those devils that are in the heavenly realms that we're actually fighting against. So in Psalm... In Psalm 91 verse 13, the Bible says, you will tread on the lion and cobra. You will trample the young lion and serpent. Yet again, I don't see no serpents roaming around in my life. I don't see no young lions roaming around in my life. When God says, I will trample these things, what is he talking about? He's talking about the demonic forces that are for my anti-progress, that are that, that that are for my stagnancy, that are for my delay, that are for my cursing. So we need to actually be aware that we, we are not wrestling against the things that we see. And with that being said, we need to change our strategy. I'm reminded of 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 17 to 20. So pretty much the prophet Elisha had a servant and um, there, was, there was an army, a physical army that was, that, that was coming for Elisha and his servant. 
Um, now, when the servant saw, so Elijah is a prophet, right? He's a prophet, so that means that he can see spiritually. Now, when when the servant saw that there was a whole army coming against against him and his master, he ran to Elijah and he said, "Oh my gosh, there are chariots, there are horses, there are all these men that are just about to devour us. They are surrounding us. What are we going to do? They're gonna come and fight for us. They're gonna come and just devour us." And Elisha was like, okay, cool. First things first, I need you to relax. <laughs> that was quite funny. He was like, first things first, I need you to actually calm down. Okay? Because I see that you're speaking about this physical army, but what you don't see is that we have a spiritual army. And um, Elisha asks God, Elisha says, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So pretty much Elisha says, Lord Father, my servant is so nervous because there's this whole army that's coming against us. Can you open up his eyes and just let him know that even though he can't see them, we've got an army ourselves. And the Lord opened up the eyes of Elisha's servant and he was able to see all across the hills, a whole army, chariots of fire, um, full of horses, full of God's stuff, out here just waiting on the command of God, waiting on the command to defend Elisha, to defend him and his servants, you know? So this lets us know that we live alongside a spiritual world that we just can't see. Elisha had to literally pray and ask God, Father God, can you open up the eyes of my servant? so that he can see that those who are with us are many and that they actually supersede those who are who, who have come against us with the physical horses and the physical horsemen i really want to reiterate to us that we need to pray for spiritual eyes we need to pray for spiritual revelation we need to pray for the opening of our eyes once we are able to see what is happening in the spiritual realm in our lives we will then be able to actually counter the attacks of the enemy. But we cannot live ignorant of the spiritual realm. We cannot live focused on the physical realm only because that's not the only thing that's actually existing. In fact, it's the spiritual realm that that informs what happens in the physical realm. If anything is going to happen in the physical realm, it's because it's already been established in the spiritual realm. There is nothing on this earth, I can guarantee you, not one thing that you can look around, not one thing that you can point at, that did not start in the spiritual realm first. Every single thing, even if it's a sickness that you have, even if it's um, even 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 if it was you losing your job, even if it was whatever thing, even if it's a, an object that you see, it incepted in the spiritual realm, and because it was able to incept in the spiritual realm, the law of manifestation allowed it to manifest in the natural realm. Another example that just kind of shows us that there is a spiritual warfare between our prayers, our blessings. And, and and the staff of the enemy. In the book of Daniel, chapter 10, verse 13, Daniel had been praying to God, asking God to just deliver. He, he had been praying to God pretty much, just asking God to answer his prayers, right? Um, and, and, and 
And while he was praying, nothing was happening. Like, it was like he was praying, but there was nothing actually happening to actually show that his prayers were actually answered. Daniel then went on to a fast, went, got on a fast, a three-week fast. And at the end of this fast, an angel appeared to the Lord, and the angel said, Daniel, the instant you prayed, God released your blessing unto the earth. God released it unto the earth. However, as, as, um, as that blessing was released unto the earth, it was bound. I was bound. I was the angel that was supposed to bring this, 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 this blessing unto you. However, I got bound where? In the heavenly realms yet again. And I was bound um, for, for, for 21 days. I was bound. And another angel by the name of Michael, uh, the archangel Michael, had to come and set me free in order, that, in order that I can actually bring you the blessing and the prayers that you have asked for. And he says, which is very important, the Prince of Persia, the Prince of Persia is a, is a, is a, is a, is a demonic stronghold in the heavenly realm. The Prince of Persia withheld me. I couldn't come, I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't bring your blessing because I was withheld by a spiritual stronghold in the heavenly realm. And only until an angel of the Lord came to release me from the, from the, from the, from the, from the bondage of the prince of persia was i actually able to bring this 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 here blessing to you so um yeah that's scary so a lot of our prayers a lot of our blessings are held up in the spiritual realm god released them long ago long 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 ago before the foundations of the earth were even set however they are being withheld why and by who because the devil comes to steal kill and so that might be the reason why you've been praying that might be the reason why you've been asking God you've you've been doing everything right according to the book quote-unquote you've been sowing seeds you've been praying you've been you've really just been trying your hardest to do everything I want to propose to you though that you're not battling um, something small your your battle is a spiritual battle and um, you do have to gear up. You have to be ready to fight the, the good fight. You have to be ready to actually fight the spiritual battle that is going to release your, your blessings. So now this next part is very important because this next part pretty much teaches us and tells us um, how these spiritual strongholds are able to actually get access into our lives. Um, so pretty much in order for any demonic stronghold in order in order for any spirit in order for any spiritual force in order for any principality to to keep our blessings for us one thing needs to occur just one and that one thing is that we must stand in agreement with that thing so now that means that a lot of things whatever thing that's occurred in your life Either you stood in agreement with it without realizing or someone in your bloodline stood in agreement with it. The Bible tells us that the curses of the ancestors come upon the present generation. In other words, the actions of the ancestors, whatever iniquities, whatever, 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 whatever sins that our ancestors partook in, they actually come to bind the present generation. So that's why it's important to be careful to not be out here dabbling in spiritual things that you don't know. You could be fastening the bloodline 
of your of your generation you could be fostering the seed of your generations to come you know some of us are actually battling spiritual generational curses that were actually set by the people who came before us not realizing that a covenant and agreement was made with these with with these spiritual strongholds with these principalities that operate in the heavenly realms and have now caused all of these things in our lives now we're wondering why is it that this why is it that this is a trend in my family why is it that everyone in my family is alcoholics why is everyone in my family why can no one ever bear children why is it that 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 certain people die at a certain age in my family why is it that people in my family don't get married what is it it's because there are spiritual curses generational curses that were set in agreement in the spiritual realm and because there was an agreement between the people who actually evoked the the spirits that are now binding you the bible says that those 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 um those agreements have the power to actually impact your life even if you weren't actually actively involved in them so there's different kinds of agreements there's different kinds of covenants there's some agreements that were made by your ancestors um which would be the form which, which would manifest in the form of generational curses um generational stagnancies like everyone in your family find poverty the spirit of poverty is on you everyone in your family is just sick everyone in your family is just going through the through different certain kinds of devils that are that you can tell other families don't battle with this but my family we seem to really be battling with this why it's certainly because a covenant was made with one or more of your ancestors that has bound your whole lineage including yourself cool Agreement also occurs not only with our ancestors, which then in turn binds us. Um, agreement also occurs um, with us ourselves, right? How? How? Because 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 you might say, I have never actually given consent for the devil to actually be out here doing things in my life. I have never said yes to that, which might be true. At the same time, though, um, some of these covenants, some of these agreements are so sneaky. The devil really tries to like sneak his way through them that you don't even realize that you're in covenant with the devil and actually allowing him access into your life. The Bible says um, in um, the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19 that god presents before us life and death blessings and curses and blessings and curses let us choose life the bible also speaks to the to the to the fact that god does not influence or manipulate our wills he does not control our wills we have the right of free will and that goes for any demonic spirit no demons no spirits even God himself, if you want to do something, God will not stop you from doing it. You have the free will to do whatever you want to do, right? Here's the thing, though. With that free will that you have, um, with that free will that you have, demons and 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 these strongholds, they in order for anything to occur in your life, they need your participation they need your agreement because if god will not impose on, on your will neither will any devil um in the same way if, if god wants to bless you with something he needs your agreement he needs you to say yes to it you know um the same way if, if the if the devil wants to curse you with anything he needs your agreement in that too one of the agreements as we spoke is generational by our ancestors one of the other um 
um, agreements is um, is us by ourselves, right? Is us by ourselves. Um, another agreement is by sin. Every time we sin, every time we do something that is contrary to the word of God, that's an automatic agreement to be bound by that sin, to be bound by the strongholds of that sin. So sinning gives default automatic access um, for the devil to actually place strongholds on us, right? Because sinning is actually a covenant with the spirit of sin. That makes sense. Um, okay, cool. So what are some of the popular ways in which these agreements or these covenants are made? So number one is through what we speak. So through what we say, the Bible says the power of life and death lies in our tongue. Literally, literally. Some of the reasons why we are stuck in situations or places is because we have declared those things in our lives. We have said things like, I will never do such and such. This and this will never happen. This and this will never happen. That is a declaration that you have set into the spiritual realm. And because you set it into the spiritual realm, it has manifested in the physical realm. So what we say, what we declare has the power to actually um, cause these strongholds, these, these locusts, these serpents, these cobras, these unseen forces to fasten themselves in our lives and to steal our blessings this includes someone speaking into your life if someone speaks something into your life and you don't renounce it you don't cancel it you are standing in agreement with that thing occurring so each time there's there, there's an agreement that actually takes place it's your duty to renounce it if you are aware of any agreements in the spiritual realm that are binding you to anything it's your duty to renounce them in the name of jesus christ and to cancel them in the name of jesus christ i will get into that in in a in a, in a later video agreements occur through actions through accepting or rejecting objects or things or even through indecisiveness you know the bible says let your yes be yes let your no be no anything extra comes from the devil those are agreements um the things we do we we're constantly in exchange with the spiritual realm the choices we make that's a yes that's a no that's a, an agreement you know so you actually have to be very careful of what you agree to through your actions too sin as i said is by default here's one of the primary ways in which people make strong demonic covenants that bind their lives and their progress in their lives through dreams dreams are really a gateway into the spiritual realm dreams are just us being asleep in our physical body but our spirit man is very much awake our spirit man never sleeps and um, we are made in the image of god that means that we are eternal in as much as god does not sleep nor slumber um we spiritually do not sleep nor slumber um our physical man can sleep and slumber but our our spirit man is constantly awake we, we actually just don't die you don't stop living once you live you live for life <laughs> if that makes sense so now our dreams are really just um, a gateway into our spiritual lives so often what's happening in your dreams is very indicative of your physical reality your dreams tell you they are a roadmap for you to actually decipher what is going on in your life i'm going to have another video on just dream interpretation later on um so um i'm gonna give you an example of this right so um the bible the bible in one kings 
chapter 3 verse 5 um, pretty much says that God visited Solomon in a dream and God asked Solomon Solomon what is it that you want you know and um, and and pretty much God was in dialogue with Solomon through a dream right and at the end of the dream there was a covenant that was made between Solomon and God and God said you know what I will give you wisdom I will give you blessings and all of these things were declared unto Solomon that was an agreement so even God requires an agreement in order for something to manifest in our lives but you see I want to just highlight something to you the Spirit of God came to the Spirit of Solomon in a dream to establish what an agreement the Bible says that the enemy does the exact same thing. The enemy accesses our dreams to get agreements from us that will actually manifest in our lives. The Bible says in Matthew um, chapter 13, verse 25, but while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away, right? I'm gonna read another, um, another, another translation reads but while man slept his enemy came and and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way in other words while you were sleeping the enemy came he came to sow some stuff in your life in the spiritual realm because remember your dreams are spiritual he came to sow some stuff in your spiritual life so that it could actually manifest in your natural life except though you just did not know that that was actually a covenant. You did not know that that was, that was an agreement. Um, the devil needs to follow the laws of God in order for him to actually get these things done in your life. He does not have the right to just um, bring these things in your life. You know, if God says that he himself, um, he will not impose his will on you. If God says that he himself um, gives you life and death and gives you the option to choose, the devil cannot impose anything on you. So even the devil has to get... Um, consent from you in order for him to actually do whatever he wants to do in your life and um some of the some of the very um more so some of the popular ways in which people give consent in their dreams to agreements that they're not aware first of all they don't know what the agreement is second of all they don't even know how the agreement is actually going to manifest or what then like they are just so ignorant to the whole thing don't, not knowing that this is actually a devil trying to sow sadness and and stagnancy and delay and 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 and, and financial trouble and sicknesses in your life um and actually embracing it because the devil tricks people to actually making these covenants one of the ways i'm just going to run down a list of some of the common ways in which these 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 covenants are established are established in a demonic way through dreams the giving or receiving um of money from a stranger you don't know this person but you're out you're taking money you're receiving money that's an agreement to actually enforce the spirit of poverty seeing animals roam around in your dreams animals if it's a, animals if it's a demonic dream represents demons they actually represent demons they represent witches um so if you see animals just know that those animals are trying to either steal from you kill from you or destroy from you or they're trying to establish a covenant with you that will actually give them the legal rights to sow whatever they want to sow in your life there could be so in the spirit of lust in you there could be so in the spirit of um of, of financial poverty in you there could be sowing sicknesses in you through your acceptance of these things even if it's something as simple as if you see a dog in your dream and you're like oh my gosh that dog is so cute and furry i'm just gonna brush its fur and you just like have like a good time with the fur that's a covenant sis <laughs> that's a covenant 
Um, houses, cars, houses and cars in the Bible represent houses, cars and trees in the Bible. They represent well, houses and houses and trees in the Bible represent a person. So whenever you see a, 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 a dream of a house or a dream of a car, just know that in most instances it's referring to you. Um, if the dream is about someone else, it might be referring, if you see someone else's house or someone else's car, it might be speaking about that person um, who, who owns that house or that car. Be careful of dreams that take you back to old locations, locations like your high school, locations like your primary school, um, locations like old places where you grew up because that's enforcing the spirit of backwardness because remember in accordance with the scripture a house represents you so now if you are going back to these places it means that there's a spirit of, of, of backwardness that is trying to covenant with you trying to establish an agreement with you to say you know what you're going to be hindered in this area of your life you're going to not be able to proceed in this area of your life so you do have to be very careful of those kinds of dreams um deceased persons people have a lot of beliefs that deceased persons means that this is like your 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 family members coming to actually um bless you or anything it's actually not it's actually a spirit a masquerading or a familiar spirit taking on the appearance of the deceased person in order for, for you to actually give them your trust and to give them your your you know like like oh my gosh is that my gran i love them so much oh my gosh and you, and you hug them and you tell them you miss them and all these things meanwhile you're actually establishing a covenant that actually allows the enemy to have his 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 full plan of whatever it is that 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 deceased person could be masquerading uh, a spirit of of, of 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 a barren womb um of um of i don't know like what is it that you struggle with of racism of hate of jealousy um it could be it could be just trying to 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 establish to establish to reinstate or to strengthen a covenant so whenever these whenever these things occur um, whenever the devil comes in your dreams it's primarily to steal your blessings how does he steal your blessings through strengthening demonic covenants through establishing new demonic covenants or through um um, um reinstating um covenants the bible says if um if if a spirit has left a person it goes and it says you know what i actually can't find a home wherever i am it roams around the earth and after it's done roaming around the earth it says i can't find a home i have to go back to my previous home who is the previous home you sis you are the previous home so now it comes back but when it comes back it comes back stronger so that it can actually take root in your life. So that's why it's important when you cast out all of these, 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 these spirits from your life, that you make sure that you are covered fully, that there's a full hedge, the full armor of God, the full hedge of God over your life. And you have to make sure that you are no longer unclean. You have to make sure that in that in your house, the, the, the spirit of the Lord dwells there so that they actually cannot come back because when they come back, then they will find the spirit of the Lord already living in you. Um, sexual dreams. Sexual dreams strengthen demonic covenants. They strengthen demonic forces, demonic spirits in your life. When the Bible speaks about locusts, about serpents, about all these things, those are really just metaphors to, 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 to describe spirits like the spirit of poverty, the spirit of stagnancy, um, the spirit of, 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 of rejection, the spirit of delay, the spirit of witchcraft, the spirit of depression, the spirit of anxiety, the spirit of, of all of these spirits. So when, uh, when, 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 if you have had dreams of you having sexual intercourse with anyone in your dreams, you have to renounce it. You have to rebuke it. You have to cancel it. You have to know that that, that, that thing, you were not having sex with that person. You were actually, um, 
instating, reinstating, establishing, or, or, um, or strengthening a demonic covenant with any spirit. It could be a spirit of poverty. It could be a spirit of rejection. It could be a spirit of delay. You don't know the kinds of spirits that's actually attached behind that person, quote unquote, that you were having sex with in that dream. So you have to renounce it because most times those are the, that's where the agreement starts in the spiritual realm and then it manifests in your life. And then you're out here wondering, oh my gosh, why is it that I've been trying this so much? I've been praying so much. I've been doing everything, but nothing is not working. It's because you are spiritually bound, sis. It's because you're spiritually bound and you need to get on top of that. You need to get on top of that ASAP. Okay, I'm gonna just run through some of the, the, the spirits, you know, some of these strongholds, some of these locusts, some of these serpents, what are they? This is not in, this is non-exhaustive. It's just a summary, just to give you an idea, right? The spirits of, um, of, 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 of spiritual ignorance that want to keep you spiritually bound um, through not knowing what's going on, you know? Um, so, so this video right here is challenging that spirit of spiritual ignorance to say this person needs to know the Bible in Hosea 4, 6 says, my children perish because they do not know. If you get a hold of this knowledge, bonds will be broken off of you. So the devil does not want you to, to know anything because he does not want those bonds to break off of you. Other different kinds of spirits, spirits of poverty, spirits of barrenness, um, spirits of rejection, spirits of anxiety, of depression, spirits of delayed marriage, spirits of divorce in a, in a, in a, in a, in a generational bloodline, spirits of delay, spirits of stagnancy, spirits of witchcraft, spirits of addictions, addictions such as alcohol or sex, spirits of, of strife and enmity, just, just people not getting along in your family, people hating each other in your family, everyone always fighting, spirits of poverty in your family, spirits of sicknesses, infirmities, there's all these kinds of sicknesses, you don't even know where you got the sickness, but you've just suddenly gotten it, um, those are because there were demonic covenants that were established in the in the physical, in, that were established in the spiritual realm, and because they were not challenged in the spiritual realm, then they actually got the power to manifest themselves. If you do have any of these dreams, and 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 if you suspect that it's a demonic dream, don't be out here canceling dreams that God is trying to make covenant with you. Clearly say, Lord Father, if that is a demonic dream, if there were any demonic establishments or any demonic agreements or covenants set which have my name on them, if there were any demonic covenants set in my name on any demonic altar with any demonic sacrifice given, Lord Father, I cancel that in the name of Jesus Christ. You have to renounce them. So as soon as you wake up, it does not mean that just because it happened in your dream is going to happen in reality. It only happens in reality if you don't cancel it. So as soon as you wake up, you have to renounce that thing for all you've got, for all you've got. But I'm going to get a little bit more into this in my next videos. This was really just the foundation, just to set the scene of the spiritual realm, just so that we have an understanding that there's a lot going on in our spiritual realms. We might not know, we might not realize it, but this video was primarily just for letting us know that the spiritual realm is alive and some of our blessings are hindered in the spiritual realm, even though we are Christians, even though we believe in everything, even though we do everything right, there are some agreements, some generational curses, some curses, some covenants keeping us from progressing because agreement and covenant has been made with them. But 
um, in my next videos I'm going to just flesh out some tools that can help you to fight these things some tools that can actually help you um, defeat these things and just some more spiritual knowledge um, I really hope that this message blessed you um, I really just pray that you that, that, that you take it in I pray that you that, that you actually take it in and I pray that you pray about it ask God about it what does God say about what I'm saying um, you know don't just agree with what I'm saying but tested against the word so every single thing that i said i had to back up with the word i had to find scriptures i had to back it up with the word because i don't want to just be out just saying things from my own accord i had to find that the that that the word actually says this so the same for you do your due diligence speak to the lord Back everything up I have said against the word of God. Speak to God. Ask him if God is, 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 is confirming because sometimes you have suspicions of this. Sometimes you have suspicions that actually, oh my gosh, this is actually occurring in my life. But you just you just did not have the, the knowledge to actually pinpoint it. This video did that for you, okay? In the next videos, I'm going to give you a little bit more and then, um, and then hopefully um, we'll cover as much ground as possible. But I pray that God blesses you and um all the best and yeah god bless you